look at what being taken away from everything that you know so that you can just earn a paycheck and living this sort of transitory existence does to people. Welcome back to another episode of Sterling Municipal Library's podcast, where we talk to you about books we like to recommend. And Jake is joining us today to talk about a graphic novel, which is a first for you on the show. Yes, at least on the show. But I read them. I read like graphic memoirs, I guess, most often. I do read a fair few of them. So um, and this one in particular, I was drawn to it because it is so I majored in English. Um, And the author is Kate Beaton, who wrote for many years Hark a Vagrant, which was just like an online webcomic series that was like literary, but extremely stupid. Um, Like (laughs) that that brand. The biggest one that I can remember is that I'm pretty sure she has one that's like Stone Cold Jane Austen, where she like has like the wrestling belt and everything and like has her arms up. And that's amazing. Yes. um, Looking like a wrestling champ. So, yeah, I, I really liked her comics. And then I think I saw it was like the. New York Times does their like 100 notable books of the year or something like that. And this, I think, landed on the list or something. Something brought this to my attention and I was like, oh, I should totally read that because I never read anything long form from her before. And I did. I read it. Is that a 2022 publication? I believe so. I believe this is like brand spanking new. I feel like I haven't heard anything about it, which is weird because I I don't I didn't regularly read her stuff, Uh but I ran across it a lot. I think I read an a review either on NPR or something like that about okay. this yeah. particular work. Um, this one is, yes, it was published in, uh, in 2022. And then also she has a couple of, I know she has The Princess and the Pony is a children's book yes. that she wrote. I don't know if she has other ones, but The Pony, The Weird Looking Pony from that yes. makes an appearance. I love in the this, yes. <laughs> She like in, in the memoir like draws a picture of the, it's a chubby little pony for the uninitiated. Doesn't um, it usually have its tongue sticking out or something? Yes, too? I yes. believe so. Um, and she like shows it to somebody and they're like, that's a weird looking pony. But yeah, (laughs) but yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I read it. (laughs) And it is set in an oil refining town or something Um, like that? So so Kate Beaton is like the main character. The other people are are real. Um, Yeah. So the way I kind of understand it is like, I don't, I won't pretend to know a ton about oil and gas, (laughs) but I think, I don't know if it's a refining. Finery time. I think it might be where the actual extraction happens. Like an oil field. Yeah. So it's and the the action uh, of this. It's a memoir. So it took place um, pretty far, not pretty far in the past, but like 2005 to 2008, as I believe, when she said that she actually worked in the oil fields. So um, the events. She spent. A little over two years um, working for these companies, and it's it's in Alberta, which I should say too. If you don't know your Canadian geog- geography very well, there are also plenty of maps of Canada oh, <laughs> um, in the beginning, which because I don't, <laughs> um, I knew Alberta was somewhere in the middle, but yeah. So it's apparently relatively common. She is from Cape Breton, which is oh, I don't want to get the province wrong. I think it's in Newfoundland, and Labrador is the province that she's it's in. She's a newfie. Yes, she's a newfie. No, she's from Nova Scotia. <laughs> Just kidding. She's not a newfie. Um, sorry. So she's from Nova Scotia. Um, and uh, it's apparently pretty common for people on the East Coast to like go to Alberta and work and like put in your time basically and, mm-hmm. and get whatever large sum of money you need. For her, it's paying off student loans and then to, you know, leave. So these places, these campsites, they're very transitional spaces. Like no one, I won't say no one because that's kind of a sticking point. Very few people actually live Make a career permanently out of it, yeah. in these places. So 
they all they kind of go there it is it's extractive labor so it's not fun Mm -hmm. it's oil work so you know sorry city of baytown it's not pretty it's not beautiful (laughs) physically like just aesthetically speaking they the reason it's called ducks is because there's there's a very it gets covered by international press like there's a mass death of like thousands of ducks right near some kind of tar pit that they're like disposing of the waste basically of their process and the ducks all end up in there so all these people are isolated from their families it's like a 50 to 1 male to female ratio they are keenly aware of the fact that they are causing some ecological disaster but they're there to make money so it's a it's a very it's grim. It's a yeah. grim graphic memoir. Mm-hmm. <laughs> These people are not um, happy. So <laughs> yes. you can just feel the capitalism oozing from it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of it's the big theme that she's kind of exploring. Like that's kind of the takeaway is that the need for money takes these mostly men away from their families and takes them to a place where they're sort of permitted, if not encouraged to sort of become like monsters, basically. <laughs> she undergoes like harassment. She can't even really isolate in incidents of like harassment because it is so just like baked into the cake yeah so like there are moments i mean like there is um there is there are a couple of assaults and those are kind of like obviously like bright red lines obviously she knows that something went wrong there but then the rest of it is just kind of bubbling under the entire time and inescapable basically i was gonna ask if they talk about the culture because i wasn't sure you know canada and um, people from america like to think that canada is a beautiful bouncing wonderland full of you know very overly people that polite say people. sorry yeah, yeah, yeah people, people that, that say, say sorry and they're nice no. they bump into a duck and they're like oh gosh uh <laughs> well i mean so that's the other thing too is like maybe maybe you can think about national culture that way but like she's working at like Syncrude and shell yes. so international no, yeah if, if, the, if the oil industry culture was the same there as it is here because i i don't know i can't speak yeah. to what the oil industry culture is is here yeah. and now like it is still like a very male field but mm-hmm. it, what is it how many oh no i'm gonna have to do math like 17 years since 2005 yeah. or something mm-hmm. like that so i don't know yeah. I, I can't speak to how it is currently it's pretty disastrous then <laughs> and it's not all gloom and doom like they they spend a lot she spends a lot of time like a lot of panels comic panels talking to these people and getting to know them and you definitely see like a human side from them mm-hmm. and her thesis is not really like look at these monsters working in the oil fields but like look at what being taken away from everything that you know so that you can just earn a paycheck and living this sort of transitory existence yeah. does to people basically yeah, yeah, especially when I imagine like diversity wise, like, oh, yeah, no. not a lot of women, but that's, also yeah. <laughs> probably not a lot of people of color no. or. Yeah. <laughs> and that's actually kind of the funny thing is she has a couple of panels that are and it's just the nature of like making a 400 page comic. Like you can't do that much detail on everybody, but there's yeah. a lot of white guys. Yeah. So at some point, like her, the person who assaults her, I kept. And maybe this is intentional, honestly, but I kept being like, wait, is that the guy? Because like it would just be another white guy and I wouldn't really know. (laughs) But yeah, not at all. Not at all like a diverse setting. Does she run into anybody that's like protesting? Because obviously you've got, you know, the headlines about the ducks. It seems really far away. It is. It is. It's really remote. So that kind of does make it difficult. There is a there's a Greenpeace protest that when all the ducks do die off, they clog the pipe that was creating the um, pond or whatever. And in the 
panel following that, one of the guys is like, who do you think is going to clean that up? It's not the president of Shell. Like, <laughs> it's me. <laughs> like, why? I, I thought that was at least kind of like a poignant thing, too, because it's very easy to, like, take a look at this. She has a, a reporter. So they start releasing, like, comics and her friend releases, like, an essay. Her friend, who is also one of, like, the five women depicted in this book, releases an essay about, like, the conditions of the work. And she starts releasing a couple comics. And so a reporter from the Globe and Mail, which is Toronto's big paper, calls. The way she describes it is that the reporter had already written the story in her mind and was, like, ready to depict all of these people as monsters and the culture is terrible. Mm -hmm. And so she, like, gets off the phone with her after, like, 30 seconds and is like, well, this isn't, like, that's not really the story that I want to tell necessarily. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It might be true in many regards, but like it's a lot more complicated than that is kind mm-hmm. of is is what she's thinking. Yeah, it's a very good and, and very well thought out book. I could, you know, take this over to Exxon and show it to somebody and they wouldn't be like, this is trash, throw it in the garbage, you know, like because it's not it's not a hit job necessarily. Okay. Yeah, it is clear that it is <clears throat> someone who has worked in the industry and has pros and cons, maybe mostly cons, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, understands it. They're not just like they're all killing ducks by hand. They have like a visit from the the higher ups or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because like they're they're all talking and they're like, can we get some of those nice safety vests? And then like the higher ups do come and they're all wearing them. And then they're like, did they leave them behind? And they're like, no, like they can't get they can't get the nice safety vests for themselves. But then like the the white collar folks show up and they mm-hmm. wear them to like walk around the facility for 15 minutes and then take them home. Yeah. And they're like, oh, OK. <laughs> <laughs> It's very difficult for a lot of, you know, people who maybe maybe like ecologists or something to say like, oh, how could you take that money when it's like, I got to feed people, you know, (laughs) like there's a large difference. There's a huge difference between like your day to day worker in oil and gas and the executive, I think, is kind of a lot of what she's saying. I have to put my high school English student cap on for a second and Mm -hmm. say, so the docks were a horrible byproduct of the Mm -hmm. uh, industrial complex. Are they also metaphorically the docks? So like... (laughs) yeah 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 so like they're they're they migrate you know um they're kind of like trapped in this boggy system that they don't really understand yeah that's definitely there There um it's definitely there (laughs) (laughs) it's definitely and i was like the ducks don't come in until like two thirds of the way through the book and i'm like all right i'm just hanging out we're gonna find out but yeah i'm gonna get some ducks in here yeah so you said she had a friend kind of that was also Mm -hmm. like employed in this location Mm -hmm. and does she keep up with this friend or do you see very much of their interactions so i think the friend is from college this takes place in the years immediately following her going to college i think she got a degree in something like museum studies or something (laughs) like that you know sometimes as much as i love libraries and museums but sometimes it's it's hard to get work can be very (laughs) competitive so uh because they're great places and everybody wants to be here (laughs) so she works out there after college and so one of her college friends comes to all also pay off her student loan, and then her sister also comes. So I wondered, yeah. I thought I remembered that from the review. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't her sister come later, and yes. does she try to warn or prepare her sister? Or um, So kind of. It's her older sister, and especially with regards to, and she's kind of like, you've you've always been like the prettier sister, and they're going to like eat you alive. But also she was like, her sister's like, ah, I tended bars in Halifax, I'll probably oh, be okay. fine. Her sister does go, I don't think she stays as long, but she does go and they like meet up there. And there's all this like, because it is so many people from her very specific part of Canada, like she sees not necessarily people she knows from home, but a lot of people who live in the 
same areas and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So it is this place where like you are completely removed from everything you've ever known, but also some of that is still floating around randomly. Yeah. Interesting. Like it's kind of like a horrible summer camp, you know. <laughs> like, <laughs> but yeah. One of the one of our coworkers that she talks to a lot. He's very just like jaded and stuff like that. And she's like, "Were you a miner?" And he's, "I was a miner. I was a fisher. I was a logger. Like I did every single one of these things where we just like." take stuff from the earth yep (laughs) um yeah i think i think all of that is very hard work yeah (laughs) it does things to the soul i think (laughs) how often do they go into town or resupply or how does that work um she's on like a typically i think she's working on like a 12-2 schedule or something like that so like she'll work 12 days and then have two days off and they go to fort mcmurray is like the actual city that's close and then another thing that happened Fort McMurray doesn't sound big no it's (laughs) It's not. And it's in, I mean, and all of this is in Alberta, um, which like your your closest cities are Edmonton and Calgary, which are also not big. Not big. (laughs) Yeah. So they go in like they go into the city is like Fort McMurray, which I'm pretty sure is not huge. And then also even then, like the road between the sites and the city is like known as this like highway of death um, because it's like neglected and nobody really cares about it. And like one of her co-workers just dies. Oh, wow. um, In that situation. And then also like eventually one guy gets fired for defecating in a parking lot. And she's, you know, she's a little naive. And she's like, why did that happen? And he's like, everybody's like, he was on coke. Like, um, because drugs are rampant there. Yeah. Um, but only, only, well, so they have, these people all have decent paychecks. They have nothing to do and cocaine clears out of your system in like a day. So they're like, okay. (laughs) Yeah. So it's not, yeah, it's, it's just like, it's a tough situation. And also, I can show you the map of where it is, but that's northern Canada. Oh, I was wondering how often they're having to deal with extremes. So, so. it's not, it's bad weather too. Yeah. So You don't even, you didn't even get the joy of like a nice, a nice day. However, they do have, and that's kind of, so there is, there's these like balance things, like they can see the northern lights. Oh, um, oh wow. So like amidst all of this kind of like ugliness, they do occasionally get these just like breathtaking shows at night mm-hmm. um so there there's for everything in this book there is like sure something is horrible but there's also she she manages to weave in those kind of silver linings in mm-hmm. there too which is yeah, otherwise yeah. i feel like it would be kind of a bleak read yes yeah 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 um and she's okay like she wrote the book she published the book she yeah, made it out good. okay you know yeah. <laughs> she's making money off of it yeah now. exactly <laughs> And who would you recommend it for? I would say anybody probably who is in oil and gas, anybody who likes, I mean, it's a good graphic memoir. Mm-hmm. Or it's So if you like graphic novels or graphic memoirs, then go for it. You don't get the luxury of color, but you know, that's, I still think she does a great job in grayscale. All if that, you did get color, it'd probably be one of those like um, symbolic, like only the ducks are yellow. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then everything else is in black and white. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, I think that anybody, it's not really a hard read either. It is 400 pages but I probably the reading time was probably four hours or so so um, anybody who likes something quick too I would say perfect yeah all right well thank you so much for joining us and stay tuned next week for more fantastic book recommendations Bye. bye
Oh, you don't have your microphone. Oh, I don't. <laughs> don't. You'll need that. Yes, I will. 